Hello and welcome to episode 25 of BoardWars.eu, your bi-weekly podcast about Star Wars Imperial Assault, which is a miniatures game by Fantasy Flight Games. News started around 4 minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, not much this week, just some regional tournament prices. Game discussion begins at 14 minutes 30 seconds. We continue our crusade through half, this time by discussing everything about Arena Talos. At 53 minutes, the play experiences start. If you like Bratwurst and skirmish reports, definitely stick around for this one. This time the community watch is at 1 hour and 6 minutes and covers the live draw of the grey side missions for our next online campaign, also other stuff. Rules clarification covers timing on the command card heavy armor, kinda, and a brief explanation on forced missions in campaigns and starts around 1 hour and 16 minutes in. If you like our content, please consider supporting us on patreon.com slash bweu. We really appreciate it. Have fun with the show! Listeners and welcome to episode 25 of BoardWars.eu, your bi-weekly podcast about Star Wars Imperial Assault. Today we have a little bit of a diminished cast, but nonetheless we will have an awesome episode for you, which is the we are a quarter to 100 already, which is amazing after one year. Um, uh, for cleanup from last time, um, we had some emails wishing us uh, well for our anniversary and also some emails asking about how we to be more consistently on the show. We are w- working on this. This time he isn't here, but he should be there next time and from there on we will try to be, have him on, on every show, but can't promise that because I don't know exactly what his schedule is. Uh, more on that later, of course. Also, we had some, um, uh, I have some clarification on the Patreon, but we will do this after I introduce the hosts for today, which is, normally I will, will introduce Yeppe here, but he is out with a throat infection, so he will be missing today. Um, uh, but, of course, we will have Antonia. Hi. And we will have um, Hendrik. Hi. So we'll just have our free today and this should be fine to you. So, uh, also a little bit of patron clarification. Um, uh, we have now three patrons <laughs> after the first two weeks, which is more than I was anticipating, especially uh, in the amount they, they are uh, uh, donating to us. And uh, what I wanted to say is that we are charging per episode. And this is because uh, when we are going on in a hiatus like we did on over the the holidays uh the christmas holidays then we won't charge you anything so you only get charged for for content we produce and actually release and of course this is only uh for actual pod actual podcast episodes so if we are not doing podcast episodes you won't get charged anything also we will have some exclusive content for backers uh, the first we had was the exclusive um, straw poll vote on which Imperial class deck should be used in the next online campaign. This already concluded and the resolution on this will be later in the episode and we will also have a little bit more talk about the online campaign 
later in the episode. And of course, thanks to our first few patrons. And uh, you will be seeing their names shortly, let's say it this way, uh, in some uh, form or another in the online campaign. With that out of the way, this was cleanup from the last episode, um, and this time we will do the news. But since Yeppe isn't here, I think we will have Antonia do it this time. Uh, are yeah. you up for it? <laughs> yes, totally. It's not that much today, so I'm fine. Okay, take us through the news. Yes, first, Imper um, Star Wars Imperial Assault. There is a new regional champion prize kit coming. FFG posted an article about two weeks ago. So, as always, they posted the article right after we recorded our episode. I think it was actually during our recording, right? Because yes, Jeppe, they Jeppe always was, do it. Yeah, <laughs> it will be the same this, this week, I think. <laughs> yes. So, basically, what they um, spoiled was um, the regional championship prizes for 2016 for the um, champ uh, for the regionals and yes should we talk about it yeah of course so so what's it what's in the prize could actually so I, yeah, I think there so are some crates right first off there are um, as they already produced for um, kids beforehand some to translucent dice so there are um, depicted three white defense dice and three green attack dice yeah, on the and kit. Then there are accrual, accrual t um, crate tokens, five of them in the kit. Mm -hmm. Do we, yes, do we um, actually know if there are just six dice included or is there, are, are there more dice included? A little bit more, I think. I'm okay. not sure because the dice were limited. Oh, it's in the I text. Um, Let's see. The top four uh, receive a medal. Uh, top eight the will top be eight receiving get yeah. dice, so it's I think it's uh, about uh, maybe twenty four dice oh, okay. max. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Sixteen will get. That's, that's nice. Yeah. Crate tokens, so it's. Uh, I need to show up nice. at the tournament again because I need yeah. those those translucent dice. Yeah, they, but they look amazing. Um, but it's regionals, so it's. Yeah, not, not that many tournaments having this. Yeah, but we will have one in Aus in in Austria. It will be in Vienna, I think. So I will. Yeah. probably attending there even though if i'm probably only losing but whatever so there are not more than eight players there anyway so yeah so i get my yeah, dice then, then there's also a glass trophy for the winner of the regional which depicts a stormtrooper this is um, like always yeah. right did we have plaques before or was it glass also because i remember sure. i remember some some of our user posting on discord that the store championships they had wooden plaques right so like Small wooden plates with the um, uh, store championship logo and some other logo, I yes. think. So this they time have that it's class. Well in Germany. Okay, so this time it's. But class, it's a regional, okay. so I yeah, didn't attend the regional yet. Bigger prizes, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then there is again for the top four this um, scum uh, the challenge coin. This time it's scum themed, so you can only see one side with the scum um, faction logo depicted. Yeah. And um, yeah, the top eight will get the dice, as already said, one set each. And um, then there is also the crate tokens, which will um, be the prize for the top 16. Okay. And then there is a promo C3PO card, 
for all of the participants, so it's top 64. Yeah, so first of all, I think the art on the, on the card is amazing. It's from Return of the Jedi when uh, r is throwing C-3PO off of Jabba's barge, which is an amazing scene. But more importantly, I think um, um, it's not, they don't include in the originals some of the errata um, like Imperial Officer, Royal, Guard Champion, Royal Guards or um, Saboteur cards. So not sure if they so, just... So there wouldn't be enough players to receive those cards, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, let's... I hope they continue to, to dish them out, even though maybe they can do it like not even not once, but maybe for two or three store championships where they uh, issue the same card multiple times so that everyone, if you don't miss out, when you miss out on one store championship, you don't miss out on this type of card at all. So, so this yeah. would be a bit better way to do if they if they are not including them in like Bespin or the next big box expansion, which I hope, I still hope they, they will do. I think the reasoning is just that the regionals, as already said, are way m uh, fewer in in the amount. Yeah. And so it's and also for some of us it's harder to get to a regional than through a swamp championship. Yeah. So I think the reasoning is that um, most people should get access to the revised cards and mm -hmm. therefore they hold off for the star championship. And so, also, who, most of the guys who attend the regional uh, attended a star championship before, and because regionals is, I think, for players who are more experienced, in my opinion. Yeah. Normally, in the how, other game systems, let's say, like this. How many regionals were there last year in Germany? Do you know? Three or four? Or? I don't okay. know exactly, but it was around four or five at least. Oh, okay. Pretty okay. sure. Yeah. But in Germany, it's, yeah. We don't mm. have to talk about it, but it's really distributed unevenly. Yeah. There are many, yeah. many, many, many regions in the south, although the west actually has the biggest population. I mean, it's not, yeah. it's not, it's it's close to the south, but there's no reason that we only get one or two and they get four or whatever, you know. Yeah, that's like always. It. I think it's it's more about uh, if there are stores that actually want to carry out these championships and yeah. they're fighting over the, the few remaining uh, regional kits, and so it's yeah. it's a bit wonky. But yeah. Okay, so now when we touch the German meta, um, Miradam <laughs> yeah, on yeah. Facebook told us. Uh, oh no, on the website. It's, it's on the website. Yeah, it was a comment yeah. on the website. Yeah, he told us that um, actually Twin Shadows. And Wave 2 is finally available in German. We have been waiting a long time for that. I think initially <laughs> it was announced for the third or fourth quarter of 2015, as I am aware. Yeah. So, um, yeah, finally we have the cards. And um, from now, the, when 14 days have been passed, have, have passed, we can actually play the cards in the tournaments, yeah. which are coming up soon. So to me, to me, it seems like they are tied to to print runs when FFG is doing their print runs, right? So when these these uh, Twin Shadows and Wave Two uh, packs are arriving now, it means they were printed alongside Return to Half. At least that's my idea about all of this. This means that Return to Half will not be printed until Bespin comes out. So at least yeah. the German re so, and they ha they still have one. They still have one wave uh, of the like wave three, I think it was, 
which um, they had they, they, they have to release between now and Return to Half, or they should try to at least. So I'm not sure when they will do this. So I had several least... several rumors about this, and I also heard a rumor once that they um, have to wait for the second print run of a game to uh, or of expansion or whatever. Um, to get their print one in, that's what I heard. It, that could it also fits be, on yeah. most of the games, but not on the card games for some reason. Yeah, Many it's of the very card strange. games are um, are actually released at the same time, more or less, plus minus one or two weeks. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about that. But mm -hmm. actually, Star Wars Rebellion, for example, they announced for, I think, the third quarter. So this probably the matches the second. The German version. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. This is, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's really the second print run of the game and they are just producing the the foreign language versions alongside it. So that might also be what's going on, so. Yeah, and sure. I can also add an additional news. So as of today, the first copies of Star Wars Rebellion were shipped in the US. So people are actually awaiting the game tomorrow. <laughs> They're home. For us Europeans, we have to wait officially now um, FFG stated this until the 12th of April. This is in um, two weeks. We are not sure why, because actually it's physically in the uh, warehouses already, and for some reason the whole release has been delayed for Europe. We are not sure why, but Canada, US, and I'm not sure if there is another country, um, are expecting it tomorrow, the 31st. So have fun playing it it's... while I'm crying at home. <laughs> it's just two weeks. <laughs> Yeah, no. yeah I, I was just disappointed because they do this first week special stuff. Um, there is well, like a community oh, event. Oh, there's the community where you fight but over the they, galaxy, right? Yes, but they also okay. announced that they will do a separate event for the European gamers. So mm, okay. I'm excited about that. So then there will be a again. second event in the middle of April, I guess. Let's see how that goes. Then it's okay, so again. we are through with the news. I'm not as good as Jepper with the news, I'm sorry guys. I, I think you were very well, so maybe we can have you on next time too. <laughs> okay, so this were the news, which brings us to our game discussion for this week. Which is, we still need to review Verena Tales from the Return to Hoff expansion pack, or expansion kit, or big box, or big box expansion, whatever you want to call it. And she is the third hero we will, we will talk about. So, uh, I will get started and uh, tell you all about her um, hero card, which we actually did talk about when she was initially spoiled in the article. But just as a quick reminder, her name is Verena Talos. She is a cunning operative. She has, the, she has 12 health, 5 endurance, 4 speed, a black defense die, and blue and green for all attribute tests on her healthy side. So, this downgrades to, to blue and red, I think. No, to... Yeah, it's blue and red on the, the wounded side, I think. So, um, Her abilities are close quarters. For two strain, use when an adjacent hostile figure is defeated to interrupt to perform an attack using that figure's attack type and attack pool. The attack also gains surge for plus two accuracy and plus one damage. And she has duck and weave. While defending, if you are adjacent to an hostile figure other, th other than the attacker, apply plus one evade to the defense results. So, um, I think it's pretty obvious obvious that she should be charging forward and 
waiting for when either ranged heroes or other melee heroes are defeating figures adjacent to her. And then she should interrupt and shooting with the guns that are falling to the ground. The interesting thing happening here is that she is using the um, attack type of the weapon she picks up. So if it's a melee weapon, she will she can only hit with uh, in melee range. This also applies to like uh, stuff or uh, weapons from the royal guards, which normally have reach. But in her case, she can't actually access the reach because she doesn't get access to any of the uh, attributes or not attributes the, the surge abilities or the normal abilities of the actual deployment card only the attack type and attack pool so if she's picking up a a like pike from the royal guards she only can attack in melee with it which is a bit weird but that's how it goes so she's most uh, most potent when like she's standing next to a tank and then using the awesome tank gun to ab absolutely destroy an officer right beside her, which happened in my first uh, mission. But that's another and story. It's, it's also not limited to, to how often you use it. Yeah, there's no limit on how often you can use it. The only limit, the only actual limit, is your endurance, or if you have like the um, artificial stimulants, how much uh, strain you can put on there plus your endurance. So theoretically, you can do it uh, without recovering strain five times around. I think it's it should be able yeah it should be able to do it five times around, and um, or even yeah five times and if you're recovering strain even more so she's very powerful if she gets off her ability uh, in the right place. But um, going over to her actual uh, skill deck or her skill cards, we see something very interesting. But uh, let's uh, talk. Let's talk. Uh, should we? talk uh, Herwig about, uh, Hendrik about this. Uh, she has not only one weapon, but two, right? Yeah, it's one melee weapon and one ranged weapon. The first one is the military blaster that's ranged blue and yellow. And it's a blaster pistol. It's uh, for two surges, you can get plus two damage. And for one surge, it's plus one accuracy and pierce one. So that might be okay for get to searches with the yellow die. So the starting yeah. weapon it can be quite good. And the fighting knife is a blade. It's melee and one red die, and it has plus one damage. So you get can get four out of it. And it has also has a search for PS two. And since they have two starting weapons, they are. Uh, limited to selling it for 25 credits because uh, they replace the one starting weapon the other heroes have. Yeah, so she doesn't get a 50 credit boost at the beginning. Mm -hmm. She starts with two weapons, but they, they are both uh, worth only half of what the normal starting weapon is, is worth. So, And also interesting is that the, the military blaster actually has an attachment slot, while the fighting knife, of course, doesn't. Um... My players used this to effect that they actually were putting a tactical display on the military blaster, which makes um, um, triggering the plus two damage on it much more likely, because you can use if you're if you're not rolling the two surges in the attack, you can still exhaust the tactical display to give you yourself an additional surge, and maybe scrounge up the the surges that way. Um, so it's they kept attacking with the military blaster, and it was very good. But also, I think the fighting knife with the 
flat out plus one damage is very interesting because you can't roll less than two with it. And if you are playing in conjunction with Loku and he has uh, actually marked the target with his recon token, you are dealing out of the out of the gate at least three damage, which is quite nice for such a such a lowly weapon. So I I I like both of them. They do I think they do fall off very quickly in the campaign though, so not sure when you should um, sell them. Also the problem is uh, the rules actually say you can't bring along more than two weapons. So if you're not selling them off uh, at the same time, you will always have one weapon you can't bring it at the mission. So because if you're buying an, another weapon and you don't sell both of them, then um, you're having three weapons then. And so you can only bring two of them, which is an interesting conundrum then. But yeah, so uh, she also has a... Her first 1xp card is Combat Momentum, and it's for 1 strain, use when adjacent hostile figures defeated to gain 2 movement points. When you And the second ability is, when you use close borders, you can move up to 1 space before performing the attack. This, my, my players didn't take it, and I think it's, you, you should, it, you should at the first possibility take this, because it makes sure. using... Oh, it makes the weakness really? you just mentioned just I mean it makes the weakness yeah. you just mentioned about close quarters that if you are not adjacent to several yeah. close uh, combat com um, combat figures yeah um, it kind of sucks because you cannot attack anybody with the close combat weapon yeah it makes it uh, less meaningful because you can move three spaces before up to three spaces um, actually the timing on this is important because um the combat momentum uh the the actual first the first skill with the one strain you have to use uh when an adjacent hostile figure is defeated and i think it was clarified that you can't use combat momentum after this uh not combat but close quarters after this so you can't uh pay one strain move two spaces and then do the attack you can only use the the one space um uh, from the from the second ability, so you can you basically get a reach or plus one range out of the attack if you can move in the the direction. But what this also means is that you can get to objectives faster, and it's a better way to move around the battlefield. I think. So, uh, it's not it's not like you get you you get a a range of three for your close borders, but. You're still much more mobile with this than without it. So my players didn't take oh. it, and I think it it hurt them in the long run. So okay, but she also has a second one XP card. Um, Antonia, you want to read it? Um, yeah, I'm just reading up about the um, thing you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. I think it was clarified at the at the official FFG board I'm somewhere. I'm not sure how important it is because um, I don't know how many melee um, attackers you have it's, it's not the Empire. It's not only about uh, melee, uh, since you can move one space off, uh, before you attack, you can peek around corners you previously couldn't, even with a ranged weapon. So for the Empire it's much harder to, to hide behind corners uh, to evade her um, attacks from close quarters. So it's much harder to split up your group 
around a corner when she has the okay, skill. Corners, so. Yeah. Uh, so, so it says the following. Okay, I will just read okay. the question and the yeah. answer. So it says, question regarding Virina Talos. Close quarters plus combat momentum question. Can the strain abilities work uh, from these two be used at the same time, thus allowing Verena to strain three, to make three spaces mm -hmm. and attack? So they are talking about the close quarters plus combat yeah. momentum cost three. Yeah. It appears it could be interpreted this way, but seems like it would make combat momentum really strong. Mm -hmm. Paul Winchester, it depends yeah. on the situation. Verena gains those movement points at the same time as close quarters is triggered. But oh. during her activation, she would not have the opportunity to spend them before triggering the attack of close quarters. However, if it's triggered outside of her activation, she must spend the movement points immediately as an interrupt or they are lost. So she could then interrupt to spend them before moving the close, performing the close quarter attack. Okay, so outside of her activation it works. You get free range, but... Oh, yes. Within her activation, it doesn't work. So you only get the one range. So the one space you can uh, actually the the um, it's a, it's actually different because the the first the first action is you gain two movement points for the one strain, and the second is you may move up to one space which ignores again uh, what's it called the um, difficult terrain. So the the the. That's interesting because um, because I, I yeah. didn't think it would work because um, when I was thinking about it again because it says you have to be adjacent to the author figure so I I would think that if you use combat momentum and you have to spend them immediately the movement points I'm talking about yeah because it's outside of your activation you are not adjacent actually Mayor, uh, anymore but I don't know uh, but you yeah, yeah but uh, like Paul said they are both triggering at the same time yes. so uh, this. Combat momentum and close quarters use the same language. They're triggering at the same time, and you're just resolving combat momentum before close quarters. You're still resolving both actions, and I think yeah, that what yeah. what was what he, what he clarified. And this only works if you are actually it's if it's not your activation because you yeah. then you have to spend the two movement points before doing anything else because it's an interrupt because you get movement points outside of your activation, and if it's within your activations, you can actually use this. So you can only use the one space from the from the second part of the of the card. Yeah. Okay, it's a very. I'd say it's one of her most important cards. Let me get this straight. It's one XP, and you should take it right away. That's what I get out of it. I'm but, confused that you heroes didn't, but okay. Yeah, they didn't. I I'm I confused too, but I wouldn't have taken it ever. So yeah. So I I can only say uh, the empire is uh, ahead four wins after the sixth mission. So so okay. Um, we are better heroes than you heroes. <laughs> yeah yeah. Okay. Uh, so next card, Antonio, you want to read it? Uh, create opening. It's a one XP card. One strain. Exhaust this card while a hostile figure adjacent to you is defending. To apply, minus one block. Or minus one search cancel to the defense result. So my my guys took this and they triggered it all in all <laughs> in, in in four in four missions. I think they triggered it twice. <laughs> so yeah. um, this can be great if you have a way for her to be um, where you want her to be. So you for this to work, you need her to play. You need to play her very aggressively. You need to get in uh, in in adjacency range of as many um, hostile figures you can, and then bank on them, some of them fall, 
when the others are activating so you can pick up the weapons and when they are attacked also give this this awesome like minus one block or minus one um evade and you can yep. do this during the attack so you can see how the rolls went and then you can still trigger it and say let's let's say you get one block less or one evade less and then you are defeated and, and i can take your weapon and interrupt and blah blah blah, blah. so it's a I good skill it depends somehow on the group because um, yeah. just with the ruling we just clarified with combat momentum, it's not that good anymore, right? I mean that's true. Yeah, uh, I think that both the one XP uh, cards they are actually uh, signaling opposing uses for her. So like the first is the combat momentum is you are not uh, you're not that that far into the enemy group, but you're still um, you're still close to it. And the second one, you need to be right into the enemy, right in the heart of where the enemy is, to be to be able to dish out the create opening uh, to as many targets as you can. Not as many, but, but to, you to have the flexibility to, to to do it on any target you want to. So yeah, I think the problem is a strain because you want to be adjacent when a figure is defeated just because of close quarters. Yeah, and you can even trigger it exhausted when um, somebody else is attacking, like Garkan or whoever. Um, yeah. but the strain is like, I don't know, it's, it's, I think it's too much because then you want to trigger combat momentum normally. And yeah, she has, she has, she has five endurance, so it's, it's not that much of a problem, I think. And she has, um, her, her starting weapons, the, the blaster has a, a yellow die. And if you don't roll the, the two surges and don't have tactical display, you're always removing strain anyway. So, um, yeah, but, 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 but why didn't your... Your heroes use it because you are adja um, adjacent because to a bigger normally. Because they don't play her ag aggressively enough in the in the majority of missions right now. They okay. they don't they don't charge forward with her because they charge forward with Garkin first and then then close in with her and then on her activation defeat and use close uh, close quarters, which is in my uh, if you're using create opening, it's the wrong way to play, right? Because you need yes. to be there first, so when Garkan attacks, you can already do the minus one block and minus one evade, or minus one evade, one of it. So and then if it falls, you can still pick up the weapon. But they play like the way they play, they would would have benefited much more from combat momentum, if you ask me. Yes. But yeah. Okay. okay. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> they, both of them, both of them are good. I I think combat momentum is much stronger, but yeah, they did. They still. To create opening. Okay, so the next one is Katara Maneuver. It's for 2xp, uh, an action. Move up to two spaces to a space containing a small hostile figure and push that figure one space. Then perform an attack with a ranged weapon. Um, first of all, uh, the attack doesn't have to be uh, targeted on the figure you pushed. Second, uh, you can push the, the figure into any direction. You can also push it like in the direction you actually came from. And it's move up to two spaces, which again ignores uh, difficult terrain. So this is okay. I think it's an okay skill. I think it's weaker actually, the, actually than combat momentum. But um, I don't you know. Perform an attack. You can also try to kill the figure you just pushed because you know yes. adjacent. Yeah, of course adjacent. Yeah. Trigger close quarters if you do it yeah. right. That's my 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 heroes also took this 
right now. And I think it's um, it's starting to work for them because with this they are much more mobile with her now because the two spaces you, you move, it's not obstructed by um, difficult terrain, it doesn't cost you any strain, you're still getting off two attacks and if you can defeat one figure you can deal, you can do another attack and so it's starting to come together for them but still I, I'd say combat momentum is still stronger than this if you have the choice between the two of them but yeah okay and the second 2xp skill uh, Hendrik it's student of battle when you perform an attack using close quarters the attack gains a search for PS2 a search for recover to damage and a search for plus 5 accuracy this is yeah. good yeah, I mean, it's such a five accuracy, so all your problems are solved, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my heroes also took this, and it, they took um, they they used it already, and it's it's probably the best skill card or the most used skill card of them. Uh, what's what's getting me about this is the search for recover two damage, which is strong in my opinion, because. Uh, if you're attacking and you have a leftover surge or you have a, a tactical display or a balanced tilt I don't I don't actually think she benefits from the balanced tilt but uh, if you have a tactical tactical display on your blaster then the recover 2 can save your ass multiple times and if you have like let's say a uh, what's the the first armor you can get the combat coat is this correct yeah yes. I think it's called combat coat where you can you get plus one uh, not plus one I think plus two health and um, the ability to exchange one evade to one block uh, this integrates nicely with her duck and weave when she's adjacent to a figure not the attacker. She gets an, a freeze uh, evade, so you can so she so she can uh, transfer this over to a block, depending on if she needs it or not. And yeah. this uh, with the recover two can make her tankier. She's she doesn't she's yeah. not as resilient as Garkan, but this can help her. So yeah, recover two is really strong, but I think accuracy is also really helpful yeah. in just making close quarters map more versatile because you are not always in a pool of um, enemies, but just one and then one long long way uh, away. Yeah, you. So you you can if you if you have a blue die and a green die, you're almost guaranteed to hit eight range because it's very 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 um, seldom that you roll just like uh, four damage yeah. so this can help you out of course so the, the pierce 2 is nice but i think that's the re weakest aspect of the card so and in in, in comparison to the katara maneuver <sighs> i take katara maneuver before student of battle actually because it's it's action economy and you get ahead and you can ignore difficult terrain and so it's and a it has better. the best fluff text. You are good, but I'm better. Yeah, it has the best fluff. Yeah, just take, just pick your cards by the fluff text. Extensive results. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's the end of battle, and I think I'm the next one to read, right? 
Uh, I think it is. Okay, so uh, for free XP, the first free XP card is point blank shot. When you declare an attack with a pistol, targeting an adjacent figure, you may place, replace one die in the attack pool with a red die. Apply pierce one to the attack results. I was that... born gifted. I trained to become the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry. That, I, I, th I think the, the fluff text, they are... Uh, Oh, a bit cringy to read, <laughs> but okay. I think she's really cool. She's an arrogant. Yeah, we played yeah. we played her side mission, and uh, her side mission story wise actually very cool, uh, because she has a nice encounter with her past. But uh, other than that, I think I think she sounds a bit too cocky. But yeah, sounds okay. perfect. So point blank shot, you can replace one attack die with a red die if you are adjacent and. Are declaring yeah. an attack with the pistol. The, the and thing the is, one. the thing is, you don't get the pierce one if you don't replace the die, which I think limits this card. And you can only do it with pistol, and you're losing range because most pistols have uh, n not red die. So um, I think what, this is what do you not make good. It, what What makes you think that? Is it clarified what you what you just said? That you uh, only get pierce one if you replace a die. No, but that's how I read. So when you I declare attack with a pistol, yes. targeting an adjacent figure, you may yes. replace one die and apply, and then the, the sentence ends, apply pierce one to the attack results. So for me, this seems like it only works if you replace the die. It doesn't sound for me like that. It, might, okay. it, says, it, says, it says you may replace one die in the attack pool with a red die. Yeah. 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 I Apply PS1 but I don't know if of any situation where you don't want a red die. You always want a red. I mean, yeah, of course you want a red die you unless should. you want to recover with tunes or battle or whatever. That, you that's can use the other die to get the, the yeah. search for so it. Because I... you don't need any accuracy anyhow. You are adjacent. Um, right. You need accuracy one to hit, even if you're adjacent. If it's a ranged attack. Yeah, it's a pistol. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But should, should, uh, I, should I explain you the concept of the pistol? No, again? no. <laughs> okay, so it's a I, I actually right. you throw it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the the improvised weapon skirmish uh, command card. <laughs> okay, I I'm actually I, I assumed that it would work this way that you only get the pierce one if you exchange the die, and even though even if it works without it. It's still it, the, the card. For, uh, PS1, yeah, so. it's, it seems it seems a bit weak. So I I wouldn't take it if you ask me. It seems not that great. Yeah. Okay. Any, anything I else? Think it is, I think I love red die. I have to say, but it's not for three XP. It's quite expensive. Yeah. Okay. Next card, Antonia. Improvised cover, three XP. While defending, if you are adjacent to a hostile figure other than the attacker, apply plus one block to your defense result, and that hostile figure suffers one damage. The friend of my enemy is my shield. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I, I like this card. Um, because she's basically ducking behind the, the the enemy figure, and so, but yeah. Um... I don't know. Is this is this okay? Because the 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 interesting thing about this is if you have uh, an adjacent figure that only has one health or one like health remaining, and you are attacked, you can guarantee 
to defeat the adjacent figure and then retaliate with your um, close co uh, close quarters. So yep. this and you get plus one uh, block out of it. I think it can be awesome because I think if you play alright, you are with yeah. jumping ahead in a pool full of stormtroopers. Yeah. And there are yeah. weak figures all around you. I mean, I mean you can do it, but you probably don't want to. I don't know. Stand behind. Stand next to royal guard. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you um, want to have a lot of weak figures. It's still three XP that I would have spent for the other cards. So mm. yeah, Just for one defense. Uh, yeah, but the, she can the be tank, a tank. She isn't that tanky from my experience. Still, the plus, what what I'm finding interesting is the plus uh, the the automatic one damage you can't avoid as as the Empire. This is something because if you attack twice, it's twice, it's two uh, damage uh, guaranteed because it's not it's not a card you have to exhaust. You can do it however much you attack this round. So uh, if you're really like at the front line within a group, he can't really attack you because you would get with each attack uh, the empire is hurting itself. Yeah. And if you attack three times, in the it's enough to kill a stormtrooper without actually hitting him. So this is I I I like this card, and I think it freaks me. It's not that expensive, and I like it much more than point blank shot, for instance. So not really sure if this is the right way to think about it, but if if you're really playing her like with the combat code or laminate armor, and you really want to get in there, then I think you should take improvised cover over point blank shot. So yes. yes. Okay. So on I to the four XP cards. Uh, the first one. The first one, Hendrik. Master operative four XP. Apply plus one endurance to your hero. And exhaust this card when you declare an attack using close quarters to become focused. State of mind is a choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is okay. I mm. can be more than okay this. if you have student of battle, in my opinion. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the focus is nice then, right? Yeah, I. You get the. Focus I like it. It's right. Um, no, no, you get it before the attack because yes. exhaust this card when you declare the, an attack using to become focused. Okay. So you declare the attack using close quarters because you can only get the you can only get the the, the focus <laughs> for close and you can only get it once per round. So, I mean, only once per round is a bit weak, but uh, it's because you can trigger close quarters much more often than once per round. But it can it can start a chain of um, of of close quarters attacks. And you can all you can also if you see if you attack the weaker weaker um, enemy first and then exhaust the card you have a uh, his weapon and then another green die, which might help you defeat another much bigger uh, enemy that you can also then trigger close quarters. So this is to get to get this chain going or to keep it going. This seems like a very good card to keep in mind for this. In in practice. I haven't seen this card until uh, I haven't seen it at all in the in the campaign, so I'm not sure if because you have to actually so you have to save up four XP for it. This means you can't get it before like the mid of the campaign, or much more likely you will have it in the last third or so. And at this stage, 
I depending on the deck you're facing, the, the Imperial class deck, if the, the targets are starting to get too beefy, this card could fizzle too often, right? Because um to if you if you're only getting one focus out of it without the ability to to create a chain of of, of, ta of attacks you're not getting the full effect right because this is designed for you to to chain your your close quarters attacks so and if the the enemies are too beefy in the late campaign like if they have like uh, assault armor from the military might or other abilities like the cloaking device from from subversive not from technological superiority then this could be much weaker than it actually seems so i'm i'm a bit mixed on this card and it, it depends on what you're facing but at face value i i'd say take it i i'm not sure so i'm take not very, i'm not very positive on it okay next 4xp card antonia combat mastery 4xp so it's a special action and it costs one strain Perform two attacks, one with a melee weapon and one with a ranged weapon. Each attack must have a different target. And now comes my favorite fluff text. No one ever learns everything they need. But I have come close. What does this have to do with what's going on? I don't she's get this. Bitchy but theme. good. That's, that's yeah, our title okay. for the episode. <laughs> bitchy but good. <laughs> okay. So, two attacks I, uh... with ranged and... Range uh, weapon. Different target. I don't, I don't like it. It's a different target, so yeah. you are spreading out your damage. Ooh, oh, sell me this card. Uh, Hendrik, sell me this no. card. <laughs> no? no? I don't know. Is it really? So, it seems... I, I have a question. Maybe it's obvious, but it's, I, it's I don't see it right your now. Your endurance that you want I, to have for close quarters. and. If I do the combat mastery, okay, yeah. and I kill the first target with the melee weapon, can I trigger yes. um, close yeah. quarters? It's, yeah, you, you can. And yeah. you are still getting the the, the the last range attack from Combat Mastery after your close quarters um, So don't you think it from... might be powerful to kill a guy right next to you then um, perform close quarters and then additionally hit him with the chance of actually defeating the second guy yeah i know yeah, that's a kind I know. Of complicated combo right yeah that's what i'm thinking you have to first of all that the thing is it uses the melee and you have to have a melee and a range weapon i mean usually you have it for her but this also means you have to actually buy this this stuff for her because melee and ranged weapons both of them in high quality like tier, tier 2 or tier 3 decks this isn't cheap and without her being being equipped in a way that you actually can use this card to 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 deal damage with the first attack in a sufficient amount and then also deal uh damage with the second attack to a sufficient amount this card is actually wasted if you don't have two weapons and you also need an armor to don't die so uh, i don't know i mean yeah. i mean master operative seems much more flexible like uh than this you're only getting one die out of it for and one endurance, but the one endurance is nice because it also helps you rest and it also helps you um, recover more health when you are in danger. So, I, if you ask me, combat mastery. Also, depending on the cir circumstances, if you are making bank as a rebel rebel hero troop, uh, and you are, you don't know where to spend your money, 
Of course, get two weapons for Verena and take combat mastery. Go and run with it. No problem. But this ha this happening, I can see I can see it in every campaign or even in most campaigns. So I like Master Operated much more than Combat Mastery because it's it's more flexible and it actually helps you stay alive and so and staying alive. Um, when we when we will talk about how the missions are designed in Return to Half, staying alive can be difficult in Return to Half. And it's since there are many missions without a round limit, the the actual goal of the the Empire is to to wound you and to be able to to recover one more additional health per round. Or two if you rest twice. This can help you out pretty good. So I, yeah. I, I, I like Master Operative much more than Combat Mastery. But I haven't, I haven't seen any of the two. So I only saw Marina in my in my campaign struggling to to stay alive because she she doesn't she isn't where she needs to be, and this is mostly because of her relatively slow speed for what she's actually have has to do. So, mm, I. I'm I haven't torn, seen them in action yet, but it looks complicated. I mean, it looks like a cool combo, yeah. but as yeah. always with these games, it's Occam's Razor. The the easiest is most of the times the best. So. Yeah, I yeah. I have to say, playing her isn't easy. She's definitely from the new from the new heroes. She's the the one you where you have to think the most tactical on where to go with her what to do with your actions like specifically where to move then what to do at once but uh, which specific tile and space so she is probably the most taxing on where you need to learn how to play her but she's also in my opinion that if you play her right and if she's getting off her combos she's definitely the, the strongest of the three new heroes yeah. so but, but it's, don't worry it's guys not... we will rock her <laughs> and actually, we will get to this, but I think Marina isn't in our online campaign. <laughs> we will get to this. We will get to this. <laughs> I just got a heart attack. I, I wanted to play her so badly. You'll, Guys, you'll, you you'll are see disappointing later. me. Okay. You'll see later. <laughs> okay, that's it for Verena Talos' uh, skill deck. My connection is really broken sometimes. I can't hear you very good. Oh, yeah, I also have a little little bit of connection problems with you, but okay. we are recording offline, so it shouldn't be a problem. Okay, so I think this is um, all of her class deck, and uh, I have noted down something else I, I wanted to talk about for the last, I think, three or four episodes already, which is, um, I think Return to Hoff is very nice, and it's very cool, and it has amazing missions and new heroes and whatnot, but what I really don't like about Return to Half is that they didn't switch up the grids, um, the grid colors for the snow and the interior snow tiles. So what this means is that normally in, in the core box you have green or brown tiles with a, a white grid on them. And in Return to Half you have white tiles with a white grid on them. Which means when I was, when I was playing on the, on the table with my friends, we had troubles figuring out um, where to place our figures without actually staring at the board from like close up, which I I think the visibility of the grid on the return to half ties is really bad, and I would have much more liked them to actually upgrade the, the grid to like gray or something so I so I could actually see it. 
Uh, did, didn't you run into the same problem? Have you played on the new tiles? And, um, the, the lines were much more clearer in Return to Hoth than on the other tiles, so I don't think that this is a problem, right? Mm. So I think they Maybe wanted it's... to have them in the same kind of color and shape and thus didn't change them. Yeah, but maybe it's also from how we play it. We play on the table with an overhead light, so the light is directly over the table, so it produces a little bit of glare on the on the tiles. So it could also be from there, but still, I I had so much trouble seeing what's actually going on and where to exactly place the figures. So and the, I wasn't I wasn't used to this because previously I could see the grid fine from where I was sitting, so I just grabbed over my, my figures and moved them without moving from my from my seat but I, I, I caught myself doing uh, standing up during our return to half campaign quite often just because I couldn't see where the, the actual space is ending or where it begins so I don't know I I still I'm a bit disappointed by how 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 bad it's visible but maybe that's just me okay so I think that's it for um, uh, game discussion for this week, unless you have something to add to this. I don't think so. Um, no, not really. Not right now. Okay. No. So, going on to play experiences. Uh, I think Antonio and Hendrik already posted pictures of their adventures in Duisburg mm. with uh, something with awesome. Wanna, wanna, wanna tell us about it? <laughs> Hendrik, you are such a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Am I? This is... Yeah, so we so were tell, the, so at the beginning us. of the month and our anniversary episode uh, hindered us from talking about it earlier. We were in Duisburg at the store championship. It was a really nice store. And the best thing, end of February, beginning of March, what do you expect in Germany? Right, barbecue. We had bratwurst for free in the store. Did they actually grill in the store? Um, they had like some kind of balcony where yeah. they could <laughs> take it. Mm-hmm. Really nice. Yeah, it was um, I don't how is it called like an enclosed, uh, uh free area. Yeah, okay. On the top. Yeah. It was okay. really nice. There was also free cider available. Available. So what? So so tell tell us the name of the store in Duisburg. So what is it called? It's Roskoten. Or Roscotton, I'm not sure how it's called. Roscotton, uh, oh, right? Okay, I, I think we have to I think we have to put this in the show notes because I, I actually I don't know how to spell this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just send me how it's called and we will give them a shout out. It was really, really nice. And Henrik pulled off one of his stunts, right? So the week or two before I was in Cologne, as I already said. Yeah. And I I bought Rebel Saboteur Pack because we only had one. So we had to two. <laughs> And then I I was sitting there playing and I just saw Henrik walking by and he had two additional packs in his head. So now you so have, now four. We have four. Uh, that's that's yeah, nice because to now do you four color schemes. No, but 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 also you can include four regular saboteurs now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's nice, though. It's cool. <laughs> okay. Don't blame me. So the the matches there. Um, any anything interesting? Um, yeah, what I already reported earlier, the, in my opinion, um, for the German meta for sure, but I also see it in the global meta, 
um, that the Stormtrooper list is really good. They're the the tournament winner. I mean, the top four, I think, um, they were all running Stormtrooper lists, and you really saw a ranking um, who ran the Stormtrooper spam and who not. Okay. So the top guy, actually, I think the difference between him and the second guy was just that he had one or two additional group of stormtroopers. I think he had, I'm not sure, but I think he had six stormtrooper groups. <laughs> okay. But there were also many people that didn't have such a winning orientated lists, and then they played all the people they liked, and yeah. which we never saw in skirmish list. And there, there were was... also people that didn't know the changes to your, to the Royal Guards at all, and they learned it at the tournament the first game yep. that they were yep. getting worse <laughs> in the battle. <laughs> yeah. So they were they were they were playing they were four by four. Yeah, yeah, kind of four by four. They were shocked how bad they were performing. I yeah. I don't I don't know, but the four by four it's not it's much weaker and it's still it i think it's it's much weaker than a trooper spam now but it's still not that it's still not an, an auto win if you if you you can't just play like like i don't care it's, I, i'm it's a walkover it's the 4 4 is still if you are not prepared for it it's still a threat right because they have yes. five five speed and range uh, reach and all of the amazing surges and whatever. Yeah, I mean, but it's the problem PS1 is, now, but. I mean, I stated it earlier, I will state it again. The problem is with the Stormtrooper spam. It is just, um, the time limit is the main problem there. Um, you are not able to kill enough groups for, to have enough points to win when the yeah. game is decided by the time limit, which is really often. You can also split the Stormtroopers from different groups to different yes. kinds of parts of the map, so. Yeah. And you always can always run away with, you can run away with one of the stormtroopers normally. That's how you yeah. play it right, in my opinion. Then you ha hide them somewhere at the end of the map where you will never get because all the other stormtroopers are blocking the way. And then you just play reinforcements. And it's really, yeah. really, really hard to defeat one of those groups because reinforcement is stupid, this card. It, you have two of them in your deck. And it's really <laughs> likely that, to, yeah, I mean, seriously, it's really powerful, right? Mm. I know, and I know. It's really, it's really likely that you will just, yeah, just, um, just get reinforcements, and you can't kill those groups. Additionally, you can also um, activate two groups in a row with how the card called Stefan, you know, right? Um, change of plans, yes, something like this. So, yes. I think that the agenda card is called change of plans. I'm, I'm not sure if the command card is called the same, but it's actually you, yeah. uh, you use it to, uh, to exhaust a, a different deployment card with the same or lesser cost, and you yeah. can ready an already activated card, so you can choose one of your trooper uh, squads that's much more behind. It's instead of to be exhausted and then ready in another one that's much more in front and go with them again and shoot with and whatever so that's yeah it works and I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm I, with I, you so I, I will just say now I cannot see any other list winning the German championship I can't seriously not especially not no, no 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 especially not with just wave one and twin shadows and wave two I I fully expect Trooper Swarm to win the German nationals that's that's like a given and I, I'm expecting some kind of trooper swarm also um, winning the yeah, world. Yeah, uh, I think the interesting thing is uh, on Discord channel we have some American guys and they were reporting the store championships in their uh, area, and I think they what at least one of them said that um, 
it was recently, I think two days ago, uh, some of them said that um, they actually had some rebel lists win, like twin list, twins lists and uh, rebel saboteurs focused list, and uh, that the troopers weren't that good against them. And I'm not sure how this worked, so maybe we have to yeah. ask them for, for more detailed descriptions I mean, on what happened, but... I mean, the, the trooper list, I think you have to have... It's, it's not easy to run. You have to run it very intelligently to have yeah. a really good list. And so it's not really noob-friendly, in my opinion. Yeah, but if positioning you play it is right, very important. It's really good, seriously. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I really disagree with the Raiders' finest there, but we will see, <laughs> we will see. I'm, I'm just predicting some kind of trooper list. I love yeah. the Rebels, and, but I don't see it. Um, I don't see it. We- Maybe maybe the meta changes until the summer and the the rebels will get a boost, especially with the Alliance Smuggler Pack and Heart of Freedom command card, which seems to give a boost to um, to to unique lists focusing on unique rebel figures. And maybe even if Lando can, comes out, maybe Lando can can give a boost to to rebel lists. So because he seems amazing, and but. He also won't be released until like late summer, probably. So, I so, the jury's still out. Yeah. Dear listeners, here in Germany, we are stuck in the past. We won't see anything of this anyhow in the next ten years. Yeah. So, so no, yes, don't I worry. It's not people this moment. Also, uh, no, no. It's, it's strange in numbers, which it's you can put it additionally into your deck, and they all can. Activate two two groups in a row that uh, the deployment costs don't exceed twelve points. Yeah, I think oh, that's, yeah. What I'm, but that's yeah. what I was talking about. Okay, yeah, ideas. that's also true. Yeah, and but this also this only works with regular stormtroopers, right? Because two regular stormtroopers would be twelve points, but yeah, if yeah. you if you have like a, a regular and uh, an elite stormtrooper group, it's much more than the twelve points. So yeah, yeah, but uh, you, if you're running six like the winner did, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, you have <laughs> enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just okay. a little bit frustrated. I'm, I'm not saying the list is bad. I'm just saying it's, I don't know, it's a little bit boring and it's overpowered. I think, I think, the, I think the, yeah, I think the, 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 the German meta will adjust when, like in the summer, when Return to Half will come out. So, uh, with, Le- with Leia, with Leia and... I'm not even and, commenting, commenting on the summer, right? I'm not <laughs> going to say anything. A late summer. Let's say late summer, okay? Late summer, next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, whatever. Okay. Okay, okay so so this was Duisburg and I hope you had fun there and it was if nice, yes. The, if the listeners want to want to see some pictures, they are still up on Facebook. Just look at our gallery, it should be there somewhere. And if you want to report on your stamp sword championship, join us over on Discord. Um like always, discord.me slash BWEU and chat us up in the store championship uh, chat channel, which yeah, someone actually posted something like today uh whatever and uh, people are there from the us from europe and even other places so uh they have a nice discussion on what's going on in the matter right now so i wanted to mention something else we were 12 people right hendrik that's amazing i think we were 10 players 10 Hmm. or 11 i'm not sure we were 10 or 12 people playing i think so the biggest championship uh in germany ever i'm not sure that, that's I think amazing, it was 12, actually. But I'm not sure. Maybe it was ten, but it's really what is huge. We are, we are still stuck like uh, with four or five people in in, in Vienna, but I don't oh, think with with yeah I I don't think with without wave two or 
Twin Shadows coming out soon, which it isn't in Vienna. None of the stores have it. Uh, this won't change any much, so. No. Okay, going okay. on. Okay, uh, going on, we also had, if you missed it, we had the finals of our, of our online campaign, the core box, of course, which was the mission featuring Darth Vader. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and uh, the Rebels won. Also spoiler alert, but if you haven't watched it, you should you should watch it because I think Antonia had a good time with Jin on, in there, and she cleaned out very many stormtroopers. It was a nice mission. It ran pretty long, and I had something else planned on this evening, so I had to push the time a little bit. But still, uh, we only we only had like one or two rules mistakes in this three or three and a half hours, so it's pretty pretty good uh, rules wise, and. The only thing I would do different next time is that I would save up Fred and just swarm them with more than one uh, Stormtrooper group, but them's the breaks. Rebels won, and uh, we are ready now for our Return to Half uh, online campaign. More on that in, in a moment. Also, I continued to play my Return to Half offline group, uh, which we are now mid-campaign. We finished Return to Echo Base last, uh, last week. This week we took a break, actually. And next week we will continue with the mission featuring Leia, which will be awesome, I hope. And I actually, there are a few things I want to talk about, mainly with Vieppe, about how a hired guns and um, armored onslaught deck is a very good fit and enables you to do very easy combos. But I think we'll postpone this until next time because I still I will use these combos in my offline campaign and I will remember them. And maybe I will also use them in the online campaign because we are transitioning over to Community Watch. Unless any of you want to uh, add some play experiences, come to Germany, no. eat bratwurst the winter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, eat bratwurst and play Imperial Assault. It's amazing. Okay, on to Community Watch, Roger, Roger. which uh, I think I will start right now with the Return to Earth online campaign. It will launch next week with the first mission. Uh, the Battle of Hoth and also uh, we have some patrons appearing as the troopers this time so we will have some troopers on the map and they will be named after some of our patrons from patreon.com and also I want to live draw some of the where is it some of the gray side missions because uh, if you haven't already looked in the return to Hoth rule book there is some stipulations on how to build the, the side deck, side mission deck. Usually you have the four red side missions from the heroes, each corresponding to one of the heroes, depending on if you're playing with four heroes or not, but you should play with four heroes. Then you have four green side missions, each with one ally, so each awarding one ally. And then you also include four random gray side missions. And we looked it up before the show, these Greyside missions, you actually take all of your available Greyside missions, uh, shuffle them up, and then deal two of them uh, face down and just shuffle them into the side mission deck. So none of the, uh, neither the Empire player nor the Rebel players should actually see which Greyside missions these are. But since we wanted to exclude the, uh, the Greyside missions we already played in the last online campaign, which was Celebration, and since I can't actually not see the uh, gray side missions because I actually have to build the side mission deck in Roll20, 
I, I decided to live draft them right now. I have uh, in Roll20 a, a deck with the um, side missions, the great side missions we haven't played until now. And um, I will draw two of them out and tell you right now. So not only the Hendrik and Antonia know, but also Yep and all of the other listeners might know. And it is, the first one is Luxury Cruise. It's a side mission, a great side mission from the core box. And it rewards the Allied Operations reward card, which I think reduces the cost to deploy an ally by two or three. I'm not actually sure. Something like this, which is actually amazing considering what's happening in the first mission in Return to Half. And the second one is Canyon Run from Twin Shadows and it rewards the uh, counterpart's reward card, which enables you to, to bring either C3PO or R2D2 to one mission uh, without any cost. So you don't have to uh, actually pay uh, their cost. You just can bring them and they are there for you to, to use, but just in this mission. So it's, a, it's a, a card you have to actually return to the, to the box after you used it. So these are the two great side missions. I think they are pretty good. Uh, we will see if they actually come up in the draw. Because oh, no, uh, return no. to return to half yeah, is yeah. quite. You're not. You're not. You're not. You, I'm you didn't kind sign. of kind of bored by anyone. We already played it several times. So. Yeah, that's that's true. But uh, the listeners haven't seen it already, so I think it's okay. Yeah, we also played it in the offline group, so I'm, I don't know. Yeah, we have yeah. played. We I would play it for the third or fourth time. <laughs> I think. Yeah. So these are the two great side missions for our online campaign and the other side missions are uh, of course uh, the side missions for the Rebel Heroes which uh, the poll actually told us to take MHD19 and Loku because the poll was very close. We had um, 61 total votes, 21, 22 for MHD19, 24 Loku Kano Loa and 19 for Verena Talos which is the difference was just one vote between uh, Loco and Verena, which is pretty close, I think. And uh, the same can't be said, can't be said for the uh, Imperial class deck, which was the, um, um, the vote we had on our Patreon. Uh, I, I asked the Patreons to which class deck do you want to see in the next online campaign? And three, three people voted for Armored Onslaught and one of them voted for precision training. Of course, there are four votes, even though we only have three patrons right now. This is because I also voted, but you will never know for what I voted. So actually in the, in the end, it didn't make a difference. So you can rest assured I didn't screw the result. <laughs> yeah, do you know? Take a, I, take a guess. I'm yeah, so take a guess. <laughs> no. Um, so, uh, this means we will play our um, Armored Onslaught in our, online si in our online campaign. So, this is it for our Return to Half online campaign, and it, it will start next week. So, in, from your point of view, depending on when you listen to the show, in a few days, actually. Uh, keep, keep an eye out on Twitch and on YouTube for the, um, the, the live stream and the recording of the mission. And... We'll see us there, and uh, in subsequent missions, I also plan to bring on our first patron to the mission, to side missions. So maybe we'll have a new voice. I, I, I actually wanted to see, say, face, but since we actually don't see our players, it's just the voice you are hearing. Uh, maybe we'll have a new voice in the first or second side mission 
for the online campaign. Uh, with that out of the way, uh, we just finally released another episode. This time it's not about some uh, some tournament advice, general tournament advice or something like this. Uh, this time it is about the Bespin Gamut, which we also talked about last episode. So they took a um, took a look at uh, more of the skirmish focused um, um, stuff included in the Bespin Gamut and the, the accompanying um, Ella and Willem pack wave. And I think they also had a they had a great discussion on Lando and how his um, gambit and uh, his other ability actually works. So uh, we were a bit confused. I think last last uh, episode how this actually works, and I think uh, Vitus Finest nailed it down and explained it much more nicely than us. So have a listen to the episode. It's uh, well worth to listen to, and uh, we're looking forward to more of them. So, um, yeah, also, tournament update, right, so, we had our, we still have our uh, skirmish online tournament going, um, we completed the second round and are now in the midst of the third round of the Swiss tournament, uh, of the Swiss group, and still two games to go for most of the players, and after this we will make a cut of the top four players, and these will actually be competing for the prizes, and... I actually wanted to to do some some videos about some logs the players sent in, but I couldn't reserve time over the holidays. So maybe you'll you'll see about uh, you'll see some some skirmish reporting on this between now and the next uh, episode of the podcast. But I can't promise it because I still have other work to do and I have other stuff planned already. So maybe then when the the actual final rounds are starting, I'll get to. Uh, Maybe stream on live Twitch or uh, uh, stream live on Twitch or do some YouTube videos on the games being played there because they're actually quite interesting some of them. So with this, um, I think we will leave the road to legend theorizing uh, for next time because someone on the official boards had some interesting um, some interesting quotes from uh, from the developers from the Gamma Trade Show, which hinted on that um, Imperial Assault might get um, a companion app, similar to what, it, what Road to Legend is for Descent 2. But there's more to say about this, and I think we'll leave this on to our next episode. Uh, that's it for Community Watch, unless... Um, Hendrik or Antonio have anything to add? So this is Eve. Um, Did no, we say so. how much we like to expect rebellion? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you already said, but um, oh. I think Europe still doesn't doesn't get rebellion until like two weeks from now. Yeah, it's so, always a pain, like introducing waiting time on every game but, on us. But you have you have two weeks to study the the online um, rules. So I think FFG posted the rule book like last week or so. So you can print it out, read it back to back, and then jump into the game right away. So you can see this as an advantage over the US guys, who might be a bit a bit more a bit less prepared. If you want to read the rules, right? The yeah. rules were already published a week ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You are not. I, smothering me with your arguments you are not prepared <laughs> i am aggressive yeah 
Okay. No wonder that Europeans always get into wars. It's frustrating living here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, going on. If you so, so listeners, if you want to donate something, go buy <laughs> go buy uh, Star Wars Rebellion and, and send it to Antonia. Send it's it to really Antonia. cheap. Just fifty bucks, maybe in the US. That's cool. <laughs> it's just fifty bucks, yeah. Okay, uh, enough for committee watch, and which brings us to. Uh, rules clarification for this week. But you are not a Jedi yet. Uh, I found a thread on BoardGameGeek, I think, about um, uh, the card, that the Skirmish Command card, Heavy yeah, Armor. Yeah, I also followed it. Yes. Yeah, so I have to actually read what's going on. Um, um, yeah, yeah, Antonio, I think... do, do you want, to, do you want to, to, to guide us through what's going on with Heavy Armor? Okay, so the basic thing is it is about the heavy armor command card okay and I will look it up really quick so the wording there is it's for vehicle and it says use while defending doing this attack the pierce keyword has no effect that's what it says and the basic question I think is to summarize it so what happens if somebody used the search to pierce and then he used this card. Can the search the person just used on the PS, which is now yeah. useless because of heavy armor, be reassigned to something else? Or is it considered spent? Mm-hmm. So what's the verdict? Um I I, I, I thought I just wanted to summarize the question. Uh, okay, wait. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, I saw I saw Clipper um, and Parsi arguing about Yeah, I think somebody wrote wrote the question ways. to Somebody um, sent the question in, mm -hmm. and I think there was never an answer posted. But maybe, I mean, okay. an official one I'm talking about, right? Okay, um, let's see. Maybe on the second side. Um, yeah, uh, I think Pazi wrote, um, I, and I actually replied to this. Um, Pierce actually says, while attacking. Um, so Pierce 2, um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually not sure what's, yeah, we, we never got an, an official re response to this, so I think the jury is still out on this. Pazzi made a, made a great argument about, uh, when to spend, when to spend, um, uh, searches to apply modifiers, which is, um, in phase four. In, 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 not in phase four, in, in stage four of the attack template, which is uh, called apply modifiers. If players have any effects that gain or remove icons to accuracy, they are applied at this time. This includes spending evade results to remove search results. Any search abilities that provide modifiers are not resolved until step five, which then would trigger the pierce. And for heavy armor, is it is it worded and uh, is it worded like uh, during or uh, it says during the attack? During this during use yeah. while defending, during this attack, yeah. the pierce yeah. keyword has no effect. If you ask me, I'd say you can you can have your opponent spend a surge on pierce, then play this card and negate his surge spent on pierce this way. Because you can play this after stage 5, because uh, you can play it before damage is calculated, just, just a moment before damage is calculated, and then it would still count as the Pierce keyword not having any effect and 
the, the player actually has locked in his choice to I spent this surge on a pierce. So that's how I would uh, approach this. Because since you can play it after he spent this, he should lose his, his pierce with this. So, But not sure if this is actually what's happening. And yeah. So just consider oh. it a spoiler, a teaser. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. We it's will, just a teaser for the next episode. I'll, yeah, I'll we, ask we, we will follow. Episode. We will follow up. Um, we will follow up um, how this actually resolves, if and when Paul uh, gives us some more insight into this. And I think the the people will also update the board complete thread, which hasn't happened until now. So I actually was expecting that we, we would get some resol resolution to this in the thread, but nothing I, I just has asked happened the guy, yet. So yeah, yeah, maybe. I see. Yeah, so. Maybe we'll have an official response until next time, but until then, just go by my ruling, which is the best ruling. <laughs> of no, course. I'd, I'd say you can play it after the search is spent and you can negate the search this. So. Okay, um, the next one is we have um, we had a question on the official boards about uh, side missions and in, in particular uh, agenda side missions and forced side missions. Actually, they are not called forced side missions, they are just called forced missions. So, when you are looking through your agenda decks in the core box, you have at least one or two uh, agenda side missions, which are not really side missions, they cost four influence, and they have the, the, the word forced in it. So, they don't work like normal uh, agenda side missions, where you buy them, you put them into play, like on the table, and the next time the, the rebels need to choose a side mission, they can choose the, the agenda side mission or another available side missions. And, in, and if they choose another available side mission, you automatically gain the reward from this agenda side mission. Not so with the forced missions. The forced missions are actually a bit different. Uh, you have to pay more for them, like for influence uh, compared to the free you pay for a normal agenda side mission. But this mission actually interrupts campaign play which means um, you resolve your, your upgrade stage normally, but as soon as the Imperial player buys this card and puts it into play, this mission is actually played next, depend irregardless of what's actually next in the campaign sheet. So you can play this between two story missions where there's no side mission slot, and uh, you don't get the, the reward automatically. You must win the side mission to get the reward. And um, also... There is one, one forced mission in the core box that doesn't have an, a card associated, which is called Captured, I think. We played this in our online campaign, and this additionally works different because, uh, different in a way when um, it is triggered by a mission event from a story mission. So uh, if you lose a special mission, in our case it was incoming, if the rebels lose incoming, uh, the forced mission Captured is triggered immediately after resolving the, the mission incoming, so no upgrade stages take place, neither do the, the rebels gain their credits, uh, nor can they spend XP on, on, on any cards, on any XP card, but also the same, the same counts for the Imperial player. So while technically you do gain the, the credits from the mission, you can't actually, actually spend them. So uh, in this case, a forced mission means that you are immediately playing this mission without doing any upgrades, and after this uh, forced mission, you do your upgrade stage normally. So this is uh, essentially a bit the two sides of force mission you can have in the in the campaign. And both of them don't take up a side mission slot. 
they are noted down. Each campaign lock has four slots for forced missions. At the bottom, they are I think they are in, in red or something, and you note it down down there. And additionally, the, the threat level for the um, for the forced mission is the same as the last mission played. So regardless of if, if it was a side mission or a story mission, just note down the last um, um, the last um, mission, the threat level from there. And play the same played in the forced mission. This is actually interesting in the Return to Half campaign because one of the story missions in Return to Half campaign doesn't have a threat level. So I'm actually not sure what would happen there. But since the the missions before and after this mission both have threat level four, I'm assuming if you buy a forced mission after this uh, story mission that doesn't have a threat level you're playing it with red level 4 even though it's not really what you would do normally because you uh, would use the the threat level from the previous mission but the story mission doesn't have a threat level so i'm i'm assuming it's a it's a very straightforward way to 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 interpret this but rules is written you wouldn't actually have a threat level for the force mission but i think we have to to ask um to ask paul for a definite clarification on this even though it's pretty clear how to play it so this is how forced mission works i i know it's it's a bit uh it's a bit confusing for how these type of missions work in the campaign especially compared with how agenda side missions work uh, when you first play the game but um just read the rules uh, about them in the rules reference guide a few times and i think you'll get the hang of it pretty quickly so that's it about forced missions um yeah and i think uh that's it for uh rules clarification also this week um come back next week for maybe a resolution on heavy armor <laughs> and um this is also i think since we don't have a contest and the tournament is still ongoing this is the end of the show i think um uh any any uh last words from you guys so we are under one and a half hours without it's Jeppe, still, it's which still, it's, means yeah. that Jeppe is prolonging our show a lot. No, it's Herwig. <laughs> <laughs> Jeppe, Jeppe and Herwig. Mm. Yeah, and about Herwig, um, we will we will really try to give to get him on on the next show because we will record again on Monday and yeah. he might have time then. But for this, it just didn't work out for this time, so. Don't be Sorry. sad. He will return. He will his. He will have his triumphant return with secret info from maybe the Gamma Trade Show or other shows we don't even know about. So, <laughs> um, speaking of Herwig, if you want to chat up Herwig directly, you can do so on Discord because I see him on Discord like pretty regularly, even though he is very silent most of the time. Um, to join us on Discord, just go to your browser, type in um, discord.me slash bweu and you should land on the general <coughs> on the channel uh channel for the discord and um just chat us up we are there we are we'd like to talk to you and i think we're a funny bunch we post meme, memes all the time so yeah uh or just add him on facebook he's the most active uh, facebook person i have ever seen besides some people who post their whole yeah. life Herrick? Yeah. Yes, yeah, he's posting yeah, so often. He's, he's like posting. Sometimes he's posting seriously every second. 
he's he's a very social guy so yeah. that's also why he doesn't have that much time for the podcast see actually <laughs> he had to work late right yeah no I, I don't think he has to work on on wednesdays he i think he has to work on mondays so yeah um but that's where he gets all his spy intel so we need to let him do this so we yeah. can benefit <laughs> from this so okay but if you yeah sorry I, I, I attended with him the Facebook event, but Spencer and Terence Hill, Terence Hill all day long. With him. <laughs> hey, it was know, on the you know? on the Easter Easter um, holiday. There was a one um, um, oh, broadcast company who did it all, who, uh, who broadcasted this um, movies all day long, and we watched it. Oh my God! I, I'm I'm like uh, I have like an overdose of Bud Spencer and Terence Hill because when I was I was young. We were visiting relatives in the rural areas of Austria, and they only had like very basic TV. And uh, on Sunday uh, afternoons, like for years or so, there were only Bud Spencer and Terence Hill shows and movies. And I, I basically, I, I knew knew all of them almost almost by heart. So I had my fill when between between uh, eight and 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 thirteen years old. I was watching only Bud Spencer on Sunday, so it was amazing. Until it, and until I grew sick of it, so n not really that into Bud Spencer anymore. <laughs> so if you want to contact us on Facebook, just go to uh, Facebook slash board board dash wars. I think that's it right now. Let's see if this is actually current or not. And uh, like us there. We post. Um, Mainly, I think mainly we post pictures from store championships and painted minis and all of the good stuff. So if you're into this, oh, actually it's facebook.com slash boardwars.eu. So should be pretty easy to find. Um, uh, of course, if you don't know where to, to find our web page, it's also uh, boardwars.eu. Just type it in your browser and you should land there. We have an, an awesome ally and villain pack uh, bias guide which will be updated with the Panther Rider and the Alliance Smuggler very soon because I actually got mine a few days ago and scanned in the, the stuff. Uh, actually, Yep scanned it in for me and I don't actually need it anymore because I scanned it in for myself and writing the reviewer right now. And then you can read all, all of the Panther Rider stuff and the Alliance Smuggler, of course. And if you want to support us, don't forget to stop by at patreon.com slash BWEU and throw us some bucks. Uh, you will get some exclusive, exclusive content like maybe, um, I don't know, maybe some additional votes about the online campaign or stuff we, you can contact us there with stuff we want to, you want us to talk about during the show or I don't know, if you, if you donate more than $10 per episode, you can you can have a chance on appearing in our online campaign as player. I don't know. There are there is stuff to do there. So uh, go there, uh, throw us some bucks. You really appreciate it. And last but not least, if you want really want to write us an email, uh, do so at podcast at boardwars.eu. And I think that that's all the ways you can contact us, right? Unless I forgot something. Really, the main way you should do is like Discord because we are on there like all the time. Yeah. Okay, and I recently put up a, a model painting channel on there and Jock Jots, one of our patrons is already um is already it's already uh uh telling people how to paint their min minis there. 
Okay, that's it for uh, episode 25, quarter way to 100 episodes, which will happen in about three years, I think. <laughs> so uh, look forward to that, and you will see us again in about two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.